0: This is Biffy Clyro, and you can listen to our new album, A Celebration of Endings,
1: right now on...
2: Hey, welcome into the Prophets Preach Care Preach podcast with Rashad. Uh, we got a guest with y'all today, uh, Kevin Khalil, Man, what's
1: good? Man, what's going on, man? It's good to be back in this podcast game. It's been a while. Uh, it's been a long while, but but you know, you know, everything is everything is everything, man. How y'all boys doing? I'm good, man. I know y'all
3: boys out on vacation right now, living it up, man. Too. What's
2: going
0: on y'all way?
1: <laughs> hey,
2: go hey, go ahead and tell me your story.
1: <laughs> Man, okay. So, I was supposed to catch a flight from Raleigh. I'll keep this quick cuz I know we got things to do. Uh, catch a flight from Raleigh to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to Texas. And um my flight from Raleigh got delayed because of brake fluid issues. I've never had a plane get delayed for brake brake blah blah blah. Brake fluid issues. But anyways, uh got delayed by a whole hour and some change to the point where they ended up taking me off of my original flight. And, um,
2: I think, uh, I think we had a connection issue. Uh, oh. all right. Yeah. So we back. So, uh, like I said, this, this is uh, Preach, Care, Preach with Rashad Podcast, The Prophets, here with Kevin Kaleri. He's, uh, in the middle of telling his story, what happened today as, uh,
1: we both traveled to Dallas. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to let him go reset it right quick. Yeah. Basically, I had to catch a flight from, um, Kitchen flight from Raleigh to Texas with a layover in Atlanta. Um, my flight from Raleigh to Atlanta got kicked off—I mean, kicked off—got uh, delayed by almost an hour and a half. Uh, brake fluid issues, hour, hour and a half, something like that. To the point where they, they ended up. I ended up missing my connection flight, and they put me on a flight for three hours later. And so I'm sitting here, and I'm—you and know—I'm—I'm—I'm I'm, I'm mad, and nobody wants to help me, and blah blah blah. Uh, I ended up getting put on a flight that kind of leaves an hour earlier, so I got here uh, two hours later than I was supposed to instead of three, um, and as soon as we landed, I caught the most monster of headaches that I've ever had in my life, and it was all throbbing in one area. It, the headache was so bad, I was feeling it in my teeth. Like, I cannot explain. <laughs> <laughs> how, <laughs> I cannot explain. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Behind my right eye, I kid you not, like, I've been struggling ever since, took like a thousand milligrams worth of pain reliever and, I, and it still hurts so um and then we just ran to the gas station Whew. but but it doesn't matter because we're here we're hey, live we're here. let's get it right let's get it pop
2: shout out to 12 hour sports radio <laughs> man, man. That's crazy shout out to 12 uh, sports radio for giving us this opportunity man uh you know we're not gonna keep it too long we can go right into it we got an hour planned for you so um you know rashad you said you had a you had a rant that you wanted to get off your chest so I, i'm gonna let you i'm gonna give you the floor and let you go man
3: so, everybody knows the Bucks played the Clippers the other night. And, like, everybody is on these sports talk shows going crazy about, oh, this Kawhi load management thing. It's just like, yo, y'all, shut up about load management. Like, nobody cares about a November game when the Clippers brought this dude in to win championships. Like, they're trying to create something way bigger than – oh, he played 82 games, oh, he played on a Wednesday night. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, there's no reason his load management should be this big of a concern. As long as they win a the championship in June, as long as he hangs one banner for the Clippers, his job is done. Like, this load management thing has gotten way out of hand. Everybody wants to keep talking about, oh, all these guys need to play 82 games, you're paid for 82 games. Well, nobody's saying anything about, oh, Steph Curtis just got hurt. He's going to miss three months. It ain't low management, but he's not playing. So, are we going to dock his pay because he's not playing? Or, you know, when other guys get hurt, you still, your money's guaranteed. That's part of the game. Whether you play 65 do you play 5, they have guaranteed contracts for a reason. So, this whole Kawhi low management thing, it's just, it's ridiculous, like, the dude probably has terrible tendonitis. Nobody can judge how his body feels, how his knee feels. He, he played the longest than anybody else that's currently playing right now because Kevin Durant didn't play in the finals. Derek Curry's hurt. Clay's hurt. Draymond's hurt. So, like, everybody who was in the finals outside of Kawhi who was playing heavy, heavy minutes, they're all sitting out as well or they're already injured. So why is this Kawhi being such a big deal? If he plays 62, 65 games – that's fine. As long as his team gets to the playoffs, he gets there healthy. The, the TV deals, they make all that money off of playoff games, not just these regular season games. I mean, let this dude rest his body so when the ratings really do matter for the playoffs, he can do his thing and he can be Finals MVP again. He can horse the trophy up for the Clippers and create something bigger for them than just, oh, they're the, the B team
1: in L.A. Like, people are just going crazy with this lower management stuff, man. So what do you, so uh, question, what do you, what do you think is like, how do you feel to those, to those people who are like, well, you know, fans come to see Kawhi play and not to see Kawhi sit kind of thing. You spend all this money. You got parents who are like, oh, this was my child's birthday gift to come see, you know, they said this about LeBron, um, go see whoever play. And now, you know, I come to the game and I, you don't find out till game time, all of a sudden he's not playing. Like, uh, you had no sympathy for those people whatsoever. You think the league should do something with refunds and vouchers. Or you think maybe the league should just shorten the game so that players don't have to do that?
3: Well, for the families that pay for that kind of stuff, I don't feel sympathy for them because you know this is the kind of player who possibly could or could not play. Um, so when you look at it that way, like you got to know that going in, well, this guy's known to sit sit out games or whatever. So you either gonna go to the game just for the experience and maybe get you a t shirt, get your autograph, go for the experience, and maybe see that player. You know, if it's a Western Conference team, you'll probably see that guy on the next stretch of games because they mostly play you three or four times. So you can always see this guy next year or on the second home game or road game, whatever, something like that. But you have to know going in, like this guy may or may not play. He's not Giannis who's going to play every game. I mean, nobody's complaining about Joel B. He on lower management. He played to see him
2: too. That's very no true. same thing about that. Very he true. Just, it's because it's Kawhi, they're trying
3: to, well, he is a next star. Like, you he, know, he's with new Balance, all that kind of stuff, Kawhi's the, the best player in the league right now. Well, I, I really think it's KD, but he's not playing right now. So, uh, Kawhi's the best player in the game right now. And everybody just has to pick a target. LeBron's at year 17. They only can beat him up for so long. So, you got to start picking on Kawhi now. But the thing about Kawhi, he won't give a reaction. He's not going to give you any tweets or Instagram headlines. He's going to just play ball. And he don't care if people criticize him.
1: Yeah, he'll give you memes, that's for sure. Hey. Fun, fun
2: guy. Hey. hey, hey. hey, hey, hey. What'd do? What'd do, baby? Hey, copyrights, you know, you ain't got that no more. Like you would
3: want to kill for no reason.
2: Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a it's a it's a good topic to talk about. It's just like, you know, I would rather them load manage on home games because you got so many, you know, like you play 41 home games, so and being in Clippers, you play what forty, forty three, yeah, yeah. forty four home. I maybe it is. But you you got so many home games. I would rather you do that. You know what I'm saying because you remember last year, I man. You went to to see Ka- Kawhi and the Raptors last year versus the Hawks, and you know we were thinking, oh, Kawhi go show hey, up. Hey,
3: it was crazy. they were going to start a star we We're like, what Kawhi?
2: <laughs> and we
1: we,
2: <laughs> we hey, we didn't get no updates, nothing about it either. So you know that at least at least he's telling you, you know, this time.
1: I feel like players, if they're gonna, I feel like. The load management is fine, but I feel like if players are gonna do that, they should be required to do something extra in media. Whether it's you know doing autographs, like they should they should have to have a time set aside to do that. Just like players have to have time set aside for like their post game interviews and stuff, the media stuff. They should like okay, you didn't play tonight. That means you're gonna spend extra time doing blank whatever it is, and and make it make it be something for the fans who missed out on seeing them play. I think that that's a fair way to do it personally.
3: It's a lot that goes into it because, like, think about even. It's going like a different area. For us, like the uh, DeAndre Aiden or John Collins, like got suspended players. There are you know players like that. There yeah. are fans who bought those guys. You just want to see those guys play, but they're suspended for you know drug violations, you know, so stuff like that. You know that plays into the account too. Maybe it's somebody who went to college with this dude, or they want to see him play, but now he's suspended for twenty-five games. Nobody's gonna criticize that. Kawhi's just the easy target line. Nobody's criticizing. You know, like I said earlier, Joel and B or stuff like that. I mean, I know when LeBron sat out a couple of games back in, you know, a few years ago, they were trying to kill him. But, like, man, LeBron been giving y'all ratings, headlines, jersey sales, shoe sales. Like, it dude been providing everything for the league. Y'all want to get mad at him because he sat out two or three games? Like, it's ridiculous. Like, he, the, the media feels so entitled.
1: Yeah, yeah that's true. It's Greg Popovich's fault. <laughs> really. He started it all. <laughs> With Kawhi on his team. All right, so let's I mean, uh.
2: Nobody
3: cared about
2: the Spurs though, you know. For us, like, <laughs> that's definitely that's true. All right, let's move on to college basketball, man. So it just started Tuesday. We had the what college? What's it called college classic? College yeah, something. Champions forward. Classic, whatever. You know, Michigan State, North Carolina, Duke, Kentucky. They played every uh, played every year, and this is the first time they've been one, two, three, and four, I believe. So you know, that's that's first of all, that's very unique, very rare. If these are the top four teams, it was good to see it. You know, for, for first game of the season. Um, you know, watching those games and watching everything that happened, watching all these freshmen, Cole Anthony in North Carolina, uh, Wiseman up there in Memphis, you know, it was these freshmen, man, off the bat, they're they already dominated. Wiseman had had over like twenty something points, eleven rebounds, three blocks, shooting like seventy five percent from the field. Cole Anthony, a point guard, eleven rebounds, uh, <laughs> thirty four points. This is you know, this is these are these are Freshman in Maxie from Kentucky coming off the bench scoring 26 in the win over Michigan State. It's just it's just exciting to see, um, and it, this this is only beginning. Like you have guys like in Louisville and you got Maryland coming up. Villanova got two freshmen who's supposed to be one and done. Uh, Gonzaga, you know, they are, Mark Few teams are always going to be there. You have a Utah State team that's ranked. It's going it's going to
1: be it's going to be like. It's going to be a great season. Um, to Kevin's point, it's definitely interesting because, you know, when you look at things like the NFL and you see these rookies come in and um, they, they come in, they can step in, you're like, well, there's really good coaching. But it's, it's, you don't really, it's, it's crazy to go straight from high school where you're the biggest, fastest, best player on the court to college where everybody at one point was the biggest, fastest, best player. And you're still a kid. Like you're only 17, 18 years old. You're not 21 as a man. You're still a kid and you can just come in here and make big time plays and uh clutch shots and in your first game these are these is the this is the first like game for all these freshmen on big time stages national t v and all that like it's it's nuts it's crazy. I wish I was that good as a freshman I'll tell you that
3: <laughs> like i think I, I think the way college basketball is set up now of course like all the one that does can so you think about maybe like 15 years ago, you had more guys staying like two or three years. So I think with more of the one-and-done system in place, it kind of makes it easier for, you know, that, that that hot freshman to come in and be the best player in college basketball. Because, you know, a few years ago, that, the best player in college basketball would have been J.J. Reddick, who was a four-year starter. It would have been Tyler Asbro. But now, you know, you got these guys coming into Duke and coming into UNC, you know, top five players in the country. They come in, step into it. It's their team from the jump. They play their 30-plus games, and they're out. So I think just the way the system is set, it makes it easier for these guys to to thrive on the court and be the best player around the bat versus being a consistent two-, three-, four-year starter.
2: Yeah, so we had technical difficulties. Uh, We we are back, though. We are talking about the college basketball and and its potential for all these freshmen who are coming out of nowhere, Maxie and Cole-Anthony. Wiseman and and the list goes on. You still you, you got you got guys from Louisville who's I think a junior that uh what's his name um his name is uh what's his name Jordan Jordan Noira. I think he had like twenty something thirty points points against Miami it it's a, it's just a lot of good talent a lot of spread out you know uh if if you had to pick somebody who you think should you know you know has that you had no reason not to win a championship what team are y'all looking at Kentucky yep I'm, I'm right there with you you got all the talent you brought everybody back. I mean, you lost. You lost the two scores, but as you see seen, game one with Maxie, you ain't lose nothing. <laughs> so you know. So you got you got guys. So um, Kentucky on that list. Uh, if Ethan plays like that, and you have Christian Neeling, who's a grad transfer from Charles Southern, he also from Augusta Georgia. So shout out to him. Um, and you got, what well, Bacot, uh, yeah, top 20, Bacot. top 20, uh, player in his class. And you got Roy Williams. I mean, one of the best coaches of all time. So, no teams. so no <laughs> excuse. Roy, North Carolina, I think on that list. Kentucky's on that list. Um, to be honest, I don't think Duke's on that list. I, I for what I saw, I, I'm not, I'm not impressed. I mean, yes, it's only one game. You got a long season to go, but well, I didn't see nothing special. This is not the Zion and RJ Barrett. So the world, um, you know, so we'll see. We'll see about them. Uh, Michigan State when they get when they get their uh, one of their best players back, Lane. For I think he's still out with a foot injury. When he comes back, I think they had no excuse when you have one of the best the best players in the world uh, in Winston Cassius Winston. But you know, we'll see. I, no, think, I think I
3: think I think Michigan State missed a chance last year. Like that was like when they beat Duke last year. It was that chance? But I think this year, with there not being any dominant team, to me, this year is Kentucky or bust.
1: I'd actually, I'd have to agree, um, and you, you know we always you know we all people all we always including myself we harp on Calipari you know you don't have enough championships for the talent you're bringing in, blah blah blah. But um, yeah, just like you said, there is this isn't one of them years where R.J. Barrett Zion Williamson both went to Duke and and uh, what's 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 his name Cam Reddish both went to Duke and it's like they're the clear cut favorite. Like you know that 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 one all both of those games were close the one two three four because they're all very evenly matched and you got other good teams out there. Um, but I think that what we're seeing now in college basketball is that you don't, you know, everybody just looks at who's brought in what recruits. Like, it's its the mixture of recruits and transfers. The yeah. transfers are becoming such a big part of college basketball now. Definitely. Like, it, it's, it's kind of insane. And then on top of that, how long do we give Kansas a pass? How long do we give Bill Self a pass for anything? Like, I, I, when's, when's the last time he won something for one? And when's the last time he wasn't top five to start the season for another? Yeah, like wh- like you didn't win with Andrew Wiggins and Embiid. I mean, I know Embiid has injury issues, um, but you didn't win with your Robinson twins. You didn't win with yeah he, he, wins, he didn't win with so Mario Chalmers. I it's mean, Mario Chalmers. I mean, it, lucky because Derrick Rose didn't foul. Let's be real. Like <laughs> you like why why is it that like we continue to just assume that Bill Self is like oh it's gonna be Kansas because Bill Self and they got good players like. I don't, I don't believe in Kansas ever for nothing anymore. I just don't, and like I feel like, yeah, we harp on Cal Perry, and we harp on you know we give a lot of coaches praise when they don't really need it, and we give a lot of them you know blame when they don't need it. But like, I don't feel like we're 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 hard enough on Bill Self personally, and um, yeah, it just kind of bothers me just a little bit, you know. But I, I mean, I don't get too much into it.
2: <laughs> I mean, no, you you're right because the Big Twelve. when do we say oh, the Big Twelve are one of the best conferences. I mean, Texas Tech had a good year last year, but you got a, a lottery pick in Culver, and you had a grad transfer, which is like you said, become the cheating way now of the, of the league. The a center and Owens, so you had players like that. Kansas outside of Kansas, I mean, you get your, your occasionally your Kansas State's be the an eight and nine seeds, and Oklahoma State always there, but they're not. You know, it's not like you're playing North Carolina and and Duke, and you got Kentucky, Florida, or you know Louisville in that mix in ACC. So. You know, it, it's just, it's, you're right by yourself. It, it's, it's time we look at him. Uh, You know, preseason ranked number three again. And his team is pretty old. So, it's not like he got, you know, elite freshmen over there. But he, he got a pretty, you know, I was a bookie fan. Been there since, like, 2006. <laughs>
1: That's what it feels like. Yeah, man, I swear they also, they got people to be there for six, seven years, man. Ain't no, ain't no way. Carey Ellis was there, was, Ellis was there was in prehistoric. I was in high school. Like, come on, man.
0: <laughs> That's ridiculous. And, and honestly,
1: winning the Big 12. Or having to share the title, what was the what was their thing? Twenty like something 15, like that, 15 15, years, 15 15-something straight not years. Not huh? impressive. The Big Twelve was deep. I remember one year, the year that Marcus Smart and Lebron Nash were on Oklahoma State. <laughs> the Big Twelve was deep. Other than that, Big Twelve is is, is you got, you got know, uh, yes. two, three, four good teams. You know, the top heavy like everybody else, and you beat up on the bottom. And I just don't feel like I just don't feel like Bill Self. I feel like he's a little overrated personally.
3: I'm not a big Kansas fan, but I will be Dylan's advocate just because Kansas. I mean, the Big 12 is what it is. Um, Kansas has always been the top recruiting class from the Big 12, and you know, from year to year, you may get a a year where Kansas State is good, or uh, Texas has a good year. We know Texas is known for having LaMarcus Aldridge and Kevin Durant guys like that come there. Um, Oklahoma, aside from the Blake Griffin years and um, Buddy Hill, they're kind of up and down stuff like that. Um, so, like, the Big 12 is really candidates to lose every year. I think they, they won 14 or 15 regular season uh, conference championships, and they've had probably about seven or eight of the last conference tournament championships. But they were, they were in the Final Four just, like, two years ago. So, you know, I won't kill Bill Self just because, you know, when he has talent there, he's only going to win, uh, you know, about 28, 30 games. And they're going to make a a decent – um, March Madness run. They won't be Final Four every year. I think he's only been in three Final Fours. And of course, we mentioned this, this flute championship. That should have been John Calipari's right there. But, you know, Kansas, they're a, they're a solid program. I think last year they just had a lot of injuries, so they couldn't get to that 28-30 win mark threshold. But I think this year they may be in, be in line for a solid season. I'm not a big Kansas fan, but, you know, I just don't like the
2: circumstances of last year. They, they kind of had a, what you would consider, a down year. Yeah, and like I said, the new wave is to get the grad transfer. Uh, Florida supposed to be sorry this year. Not sorry, but take a step back. But, you know, they got one of the best players from the ACC in Blackshear. He came over. Um, then you got these teams in the back um, in Memphis. Now, what do you think? What do y'all think about Penny Hardaway? So, he come in. He get his class. He get, obviously, the best player in the class in Wiseman. He got a power forward. Uh, I can't really pronounce the name. I'm not going to try. <laughs> uh, but he also got Boogie Ellis, who went to Duke. Change his mind. So he you know, he got he got the freshman. It's kinda of like a little fat five over there, but not really. But do y'all have any high expectations on Memphis? They're currently ranked preseason the number fourteen. Do y'all y'all think they can be at the end? Because, you know, that, that conference, AAC, you know, a couple years ago, Houston was like thirty and four. You you always had that one team. Uh you, you know, UConn was good for when Ken and Ollie was there. It's always that one or two teams that, that pop out of nowhere. Uh is, is Memphis that team this year in, in that conference to have that thirty and four record.
3: Sweet
2: sixteen, nothing less. I mean, yeah, oh yeah, and and that's pretty good when you have probably the best player in college basketball. I mean,
1: yeah, I mean, you assume there'll be a three seed. They shouldn't win less than thirty games because who else is in? Who else is in that conference that that that's that's viable?
2: I mean, Houston had the guys when they fell off, but you know they all graduated. Right.
1: (laughs) So so it should. I I wouldn't be surprised if on Selection Sunday I'm looking at Houston. I mean, Memphis is a two or three seed. Thirty and four record, like that. That's I, I, then, I see it.
2: And you know, it'll be funny. You gonna you gonna get to that that you know March Madness trying to fill out, fill out your bracket. and You trying to figure out, hmm, can they beat can they beat this yeah. this three seed right here? They ain't playing about it all year. Their best win is East Carolina. That's exactly
3: why I said like six, sixteen doesn't lift because you know opening weekend you figure out oh, they're a three seed they'll win the first matchup then you would get out the second round but it's like. All right. Well, we know they have the top recruitment class. They have these guys, but how good are they really? Like, could they beat this kind of a team? Like, like you just said. So, yeah, yeah, it, it makes you wonder, like, how good would
1: it really be? Someone you do, are you doing your bracket? It's like I got to pick it up since so I can win this pool right <laughs> here. But I honestly, I'd have more confidence if they was a, a a two to get farther than a three because you get them eleven seeds. You get them like St. Mary's, who are going to be like twenty three and nine this year. And you're not going to know anybody, anything about them, but they all can shoot, they spread you out, and they basically put <laughs> on the floor. And next thing you know, Memphis goes home second round to an 11 seed. Who wasn't even supposed to beat the sixth seed when they are the 3? So, <laughs> I, I just I, – I feel like it's the same story with Memphis, Houston, all the all SMUs, all all these teams. Before we, before we transition, man, I want to – I don't want to, you know, kill a coach, but we got to talk
3: about how Gonzaga been underachieving these – these last few years, man, they gotta they gotta do a little bit more, man. Like they been having all these good teams, they gotta put guys in the pros and what. They gotta start winning some championships.
2: Is uh, Zach Collins' fault? <laughs> I
3: need I need to see Gonzaga <laughs> yeah. get one championship, just one.
2: Just yeah, they. i yeah, will tell you right now, they probably could have won it if Zach Collins didn't decide. I'm gonna come off the bench and do and be one and done. <laughs> when has ever a Gonzaga player been a one and done? <laughs> he messed it up. I mean, cause you you know Hachimura, he he wasn't on the team right now. Uh, last year, as a junior, mm-hmm. with Hachimura, and uh, you know we had the Norvels of the world, all them guys like that. They could have, they would have been deep, you know. But it's something you can't control when when guys leave. So um, you know that, that just that just how it is. But I mean, I like Mark Few. I I think I think he always play a pretty competitive schedule. I, I don't think he ducks anybody. I mean, he, he not gonna play Kentucky and North Carolina then, but he won't he won't mind playing the. You know the Ohio State's, the LSU's. You played Oklahoma last
1: year. Well, took that L. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so yeah, I mean, we'll we'll see. You, you're right about that. So we got we got two guys on, on the on the radar. We're gonna look at Bill Seth and Mark Few, and you know we'll come back halfway through the season to see how how they're looking so far.
3: They and Gonzaga, they the last few years they've been doing better for us, like Elite Eight, Sweet Sixteen. But his his uh his record is full of a lot of second round. Third round exit with U.S.C. 16. I want to start seeing him get to some more Final Four. They've only made one championship. I need, I need to see
2: more from Gonzaga. Speaking of Final Four, let's go into college football playoff um, rankings. Finally, first came out, and you know, my 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 first. Runner, so it was Ohio State number one, LSU two, Alabama three, and Penn State four with Clemson and Georgia outside looking in. So you can tell right away. Uh, what we're looking at, so Clemson being the five, they're just saying the ACC isn't good. Their best win is against North Carolina, who they were favored by over twenty points. Um, you got Ohio State, who I mean they've been blowing everybody out. I, I got I got one rule when I bet uh, for college football, and always pick a Ohio State. <laughs> that's, my, that's my that's my number one pick. Uh, so you know they got a, they got a high point spread against Maryland. And rule number two is, always bet against Maryland. So, (laughs) when you got two things right there, that's perfect. Uh, But anyway, uh, we got LSU and Alabama coming up this weekend. Penn State, we'll see Ohio State in the coming weeks. Uh, But my biggest thing is Clemson, man. What do you think? This is a team who started off the season as the number one team in the country, and yet we find them at number five.
3: I'm cool with it, honestly, because how I look at rankings – First off, the preseason rankings is just based upon who's your coach, what's your recruiting class, who left, and who's returning. I feel like once the games start being played, we're all on an even playing field. Like, you being the defending champion, that can't matter anymore. Trevor Lawrence being an expected high contender, that can't matter anymore. I feel like once you start playing games, that's what has to matter barely beat north carolina who should have won that game they were right there in it to the very very end you know barely beat a team like that that's not impressive ohio state has been dominating one they played so i agree with them at one lsu has played some tough opponents i agree with them at two bama hasn't played the opponents lsu has but the games they have played they've been dominating people as opposed to clemson you no know, even though um Joel Klatt, he mentioned, like, you know, Bama's uh, win, win share, something like that, is the bottom of the you know, the power of conference or whatever. It's just like, well, they still been killing everybody. So I agree with them at three. Um, Penn State and Clemson, you can debate four or five. I won't argue about it because I think the Big Ten is the best conference. I, I, I like Penn State at four because they have beat better opposition than Clemson. So I can't disagree with it at all.
1: I think that the committee did something interesting here. And I don't know – I've never been more excited and happy watching college football than I have this year. Uh, And I don't know if this is something they always do. But I think the committee kind of did this on purpose. Um, You never want to punish someone for their schedule. um, But you also want to reward people for their schedule, uh, which is kind of a flawed system. And so you got a team like LSU, you know, in Ohio State, who LSU, every test is put in front of them, they win every one. Ohio State, every one. And they're not just wins. These are convincing wins. And you got, yeah, Bama and Clemson. But I think what they did was they know that Ohio State and Penn State are bound to see each other. They know LSU and Alabama are bound to see each other. And they know the winner of LSU and Alabama is bound to see Georgia. Again, assuming everybody does what they're supposed to do. Which means that of those top six, one, two, three, four have to lose. So, they're like, okay, we're going to keep Clemson where they can, like, where as long as they handle their business, we'll give them a chance to win another championship. Because we're not going to punish them for their schedule. Same thing with Alabama. But right now, we're going to reward LSU and Ohio State for doing what they need to do. Um, I'm a little upset with Oklahoma because I needed, I needed to see Jalen Hurts against <laughs> Alabama. That's what I needed to see. I'm really upset about that. Um, oh, if they could just do like a like a sub game or something. Like If Alabama loses to LSU... And something crazy happens. Alabama doesn't make it. Then I need to see o- Oklahoma and Alabama in the bowl game. Like I, that's what I need to see. Otherwise, Ohio State needs to lose to Penn State. Who? Or I'm sorry, Penn State needs to lose to Minnesota, and then beat Ohio State, and then lose in the conference championship <laughs> game. While LSU beats Bama, but then loses to Georgia, and Clemson loses to like Virginia in the ACC championship game. Um, on top of that, Utah needs to beat Oregon. But then they need to lose. That way, Oklahoma can somehow get in. That's the only way that I get what I want. But, yeah, it's, but it's possible.
2: It's possible. But uh, <laughs> hey, Rashad, I'm gonna I'm gonna pose this question to you. Just this is what he's talking about. I piggyback off that, and it's talking about uh, what the committee's nightmare would be, right? And this is what every fan who, you know, I don't I don't believe in expanding the playoffs. If they did, only he this. snow but look, only, if they did, I would do like the NFL. But the two get the you know the top two get by blah, blah blah. Anyway, so this is this is what every fan who wants to play the playoff to change uh, wants to happen. So I'm gonna go through scenarios that all possibly can happen. All right. So in the Big Ten, just like Kevin said, Minnesota has to beat Penn State this weekend. Penn State has to be the house state, and then Penn State has to beat Minnesota slash Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship game. Right. That way, everybody in the Big Ten has one loss. Um, in the SEC, obviously Bama and LSU. one one of them One of them will lose, and whoever wins has to lose to Georgia. All three will have uh, well, Bama and LSU will have one loss. Georgia will have their their two. Uh, then you got the Big Twelve. I'm sorry, Georgia, Georgia got one. My bad. Uh, we'll have we'll have one. Uh, the Big Twelve. Oklahoma need to beat beat Baylor coming up. That'll give them their first loss. Clemson possibly. Lose the USC or the ACC championship game. That have one loss. Pac-12. Our boy, hey, my boy in Arizona State, Herm Edwards and Marvin Lewis down there. And who, it? Antonio Pierce, that linebacker Antonio coach? Antonio Pierce, yeah. Uh, if they can somehow beat Oregon, Oregon comes to town. They beat Oregon and then Oregon beats Utah. That would be two losses for the Pac-12. So you're talking about, what, how many teams? Like, like eight, or eight or nine teams that all have a reason to be in there. And that's what everybody's going to say. Hey, we need to expand, expand the playoffs because only one year.
0: Yeah,
4: <laughs> where
2: you can you can I, I guess kind of debate it. You know, uh, you know I, I'm not in favor of it. Uh, I don't think neither one of y'all are. Nah. Um but but it it's, so, it's something that I thought about. was Like man, that would be a committee's nightmare of of who would get in based off you know all the different scenarios. You know, obviously I, I don't think it would happen, but um, it's in it's in the realm of possibilities. Uh, what, you, you got any thoughts on that? Well, that would
3: just be not only their nightmare. That'll be
2: schools' nightmares, <laughs> fans' nightmares, TV, TV. <laughs> nightmare.
0: That'll be, be Soundgarden'
2: nightmare. See, ghosts everywhere. <laughs> so <you're> ghosts everywhere. <laughs> like,
3: That will just be so terrible. Because think about like people are already debating top four, top six who's on the fringe. If you get everybody with one loss, now you're going to be debating. All right, how do you value this loss? How you value this loss? How you value these wins? It'll just screw up everything. You'll have, oh, well, Notre Dame should join the conference. Oh, well, the Pac-12 is this. Oh, well, the ACC is sorry. Like, it'll just it'll just be a crap <laughs> show. It'll be, it'll be a crap show, man. So, basically, the 18 team playoff would be Belmont, LSU, Georgia, Florida. Then you'll get Oklahoma. And then you'll probably get two other teams in because, like, everybody can always favor the SEC and stuff like that. So, it'll just be – it'll be the SEC invitational. Like, it's just,
0: people, <laughs> right.
3: like, they shouldn't expand it at all. They can barely get the fourteen. teams. Like, why you want to try to get eight teams in? And then you'll be debating, well, maybe the 10 team yep. should probably be in. So, like, it'll, it'll never stop before you know it. They'll be saying, well, let's go to March Madness. Like, <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll never stop. <laughs> because you have teams like, um you know, UCF had a case, but they were ranked like number seven, I think, when it was their time. So, People are thinking, well, if it was an 18 playoff; they would have had a chance to be in. But then you'd also been debating a Florida, Kentucky team who was like the third best team in the SEC. Should they also be in? It's just stuff like that. It just gets too, too out of hand. Um, but how I think it end up playing out, I think Ohio State will probably run the table, and they'll be of course in the playoff. Clemson shouldn't lose to anybody. They should run through. And you know how it's gonna all work itself out. They should end up being a two or a three. Uh, the Bama-LSU winner, they'll get a chance to control their own destiny, so they'll more likely get in. And this could be a year where the uh, the fourth seat may be a, a Pac-12. I think it's been a few years since Washington been in, I think about three or four years since Washington last made for the Pac-12. So um, as long as Utah or Oregon doesn't lose, they should, uh, once they meet each other, they should both have uh, a shot at getting in. But if one of them loses, it'll, it'll kill the Pac-12 out of it.
1: Yeah, uh, piggybacking off of that point, think about, think about what the NFL did. Every time there's a rule change, it's because of one incident. Yeah, you know the whole Nicole, Nickel, Roby Coleman. Now all of a sudden we can review pass interference, and they don't even overturn them. They don't overturn anything, <laughs> <laughs> anything at all. But we can review it now, just because it, it's literally meant for that one egregious moment. You can't make college football just if you expand it to six teams. There's gonna be Seven and eight who are upset. You expand it to eight teams, nine and 10 are upset. You expand it to 16. You know what we should do? We should say, okay, take the preseason rankings, 25, and then y'all just play. And then we'll just do it. No more championship games, no more Final (laughs) Four. Whoever has the best record with the best points, that's who wins the national championship and everybody just plays bowl games like they used to. That's what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. It's going to be a cycle. And in 100 years, we're going to be right back where we are now because they've all gone through everything. It's just like, you know, just the cycle of stuff. Um, there's no, there's no perfect system. There never is. Um, there was a year, I remember, when, when TCU came on the map years ago, um, and they didn't get a chance because they were just too, too small. Boise State used to be in this predicament years ago. Um, there's always going to be somebody, and it's always the small schools. I say, hey, if, you, if you're a small school and you want to you get big time, I mean, teams change conferences, you know, you, you, or be, do, do pull a Notre Dame and kind of <laughs> not be in a conference at all. And but that way you have a chance to play as hard a schedule as you want, and prove well, they get punished
3: so. for it though. They get punished for it. No, they, ain't good. they get punished for not being in the conference.
1: Hey, look, so That's I'm, true. hey, if you win a championship, don't mean nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, but the, you know the committee showed me too that they gives no crap about Baylor and Minnesota. Nope. There because I don't see that, I don't see a scenario it, it would you it, like I said it would have to be a gauntlet there. Everybody lose. I no, they, they got to run the table. Ba- I don't even think if they run the table, Baylor gets in. I don't think Minnesota can jump from seventeen to four, be- beating yeah. Penn. St- I mean, they will play. They will play Penn State and Wisconsin Damn. and possibly Ohio State, assuming that they'll get the Big Ten championship. So I guess you got three ranked teams, so you should have the chance, and they're all better than you. But you think you think they will put Minnesota in if if Bama takes care of business? Um, or you know, or LSU, and you, and I mean, George. I mean, because if Georgia, if Georgia beats one of them, beat the other undefeated team, I'm not putting Minnesota over Bama or the LSU loser. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm just not gonna do it. I I know they're undefeated, but you look at that Big Ten side, it's
1: horrible. Yeah, and the Big Twelve is bad too. Like Texas, they they seem to be on the whole underachieving train in the last three years, anyways. It but was like, it was top ten at They one were point. top ten. <laughs> And you know they had a lot of injuries in secondary. They're already young as it is, but Baylor just doesn't even have enough opportunities at twelve. They get their best chances is to beat Oklahoma,
2: and then beat, and Oklahoma, then beat again. Oklahoma again, <laughs> which Oklahoma will be lower. So that that yeah. win is going to mean less. They got to beat yeah.
1: Oklahoma twice, and Oklahoma's at nine right now. Like they're not they're they're outside looking way in. And like I said, Minnesota, you got to hope. I mean, yeah, you can't you're gonna put you can't punish LSU for losing to Bama when Bama loses to Georgia, and they all got. I guess Georgia has two losses, but yeah, they got all one got, loss. one they loss. Got, oh, they got one. Yeah, so yeah, they all got one loss. Like, how do you? I don't care how many times Minnesota if they go beat Ohio State, beat Penn State, <laughs> and beat uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, who Wisconsin already got smacked by Penn State. I mean by Ohio State. Um, I don't. I just don't understand how they jump from seventeen to four. <laughs> I just don't. No, no, they, would, they would both
3: get in. They would both have to run the table and go undefeated, which is it's very unlikely for both, but they would, they would both have to run a table and run because supposedly they value conference championships, so we're just going to use um, Minnesota right now. Let's say they run the table. That would be a win over currently ranked number four Penn State. Um, I think they have Iowa coming up, and then they also have Wisconsin, and then you would have to win the Big Ten championship, which would be either Penn State or Ohio State, so that would still be another quality win for them, so if you're 13-0, and 0, that's going to be... You can't deny a 13-0 conference champion. No matter who they play in the first eight or nine games, if they can beat Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Ohio State and go 13-0, and 0, it seems like a, a, a wild jump, but they would have to get in. And a Baylor, even though the Big 12 is not... The Big 12 came in highly talented because so we thought Texas, Oklahoma, and um, I think it was Iowa State was supposed to be a good 9-11 team as well, but if... Baylor runs the table uh, thir- again 13 win undefeated conference champion that would get the edge over uh, Bama or LSU who wouldn't even win their division and then when you look at a Georgia team who would let's say alright they lost the conference championship that would put these other undefeated teams in front of them so it, it, it can work itself out where they could both be in but you, it would require running the table like Minnesota or Penn State would not get the uh Minnesota, Penn State, or like um, Baylor, without getting for the doubt, if they have one loss.
1: I hate this conversation.
2: <laughs> all right, so, b- <laughs> so, b- so b- before we change, uh, what are you all final four predictions for- from right now? Go ahead,
1: Kevin. Um, so I got Ohio State one. I think they're going to run the table. I think they're going to play Clemson as the four. I think that Clemson's going to get in. I feel, okay, so I think LSU is going to lose to Alabama, but it's going to be close. So, therefore, what's going to happen is LSU won't drop any lower than um, 6. Right. So, Alabama will go to 2. Penn State moves to 3. Because I think Penn State is going to beat Minnesota. Um, uh, whoever's 5. Uh, uh, Clemson moves to four, uh, 4. Georgia moves to 5. LSU will go to 6. Then Alabama will beat Georgia, which will knock Georgia out. And, put, um, and then, obviously, when Ohio State and Penn State play each other, one of them is going to get knocked out, which will then put Clemson back in there. At, at, well, it'll keep them at the four. Um, and then at my two and three, I think that LSU losing to Alabama is going to be the best thing that happens to them because they don't have to worry about nothing else, and it's going to be they got one close loss. That'll let them squeeze right back in there, especially if Clemson struggles against anybody. And I think that – so I think Ohio State and Clemson are my one-verse-four matchup, and I think that my – and I think Bama-LSU rematch is my 2 versus 3 matchup. Plus, more I feel like they love storylines, and if there's a way to get Alabama-Clemson – Part four? Four? Yep. Um, you know they'll do it. But either way, I don't think I think Ohio State. I think they're primed to win it all this year. Um, and if they do, we were talking about Bill Self. I got to look at her mind because I don't understand. I don't understand you always dropping these 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 games and being a six seed and, and blowing everybody else out. And this one dude comes in a day comes in and wins the championship. Um, but but that's 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 my four right there. I, that's what I'm, I'm gonna stick with it.
3: I mean, it's so many crazy, trade scenarios. Oh, yeah, definitely. And if you're a crazy sports fan like us, you can take your sports family to the next level by joining my bookie, where you can build on your favorite teams and favorite sports. Use promo code 12Outsports for a deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's promo code 12Outsports12, one, number one. Number two, OZsports, S-P-O-R-T-S, and enjoy some betting. But uh, my four... I think Ohio State will somehow run the table. Normally, like you said about every normally he's rocks one. But I think this year they're gonna be able to run the table because no team has ever won nine conference games. The conference championship have be undefeated. So I think this year we'll get two teams to do it. Ohio State will be the one seed and I think LSU will be the two seed. I don't think I think LSU beats Bama this weekend. And I think they'll be fine. Joe Burrow will probably win the Heisman because this will be his signature win, signature moment. So I'm going to go. I'll pretty much chalk Ohio State one, LSU two. I think Clemson, of course, ACC is pretty down. They'll probably, you know, beat Virginia Tech in the ACC championship. Clemson will be the three. And just, I just want to see it happen. I want to see, um, he's going to be the top pick in the draft. I just want to see Justin Herbert on the playoff stage. So I'm on route for Oregon to get into that four spot because I feel like if Bama loses to LSU, they can't get in because this is basically a signature game. So beating Auburn won't do anything for us. So I, I don't see Bama get the four seed if they lose to LSU. And I don't see Georgia getting in because I have LSU at the top. So of course that means LSU is going to be Georgia it's the championship. So by default, I just kind of um, – I just want to see Oregon do it, man. I just want to see a, a different team get in. And and this is based upon is looking at the standards, like we were saying. Like, nobody else has a path to get there. Oklahoma can't get any more quality wins. I don't want to see SEC teams in there again, which I think they'll all, end you know, up beating each other up. So, I'm going to Oregon. I think they should, uh, they should be able to win the Pac-12 and hopefully get that fourth spot. But if they don't get that fourth spot, it's going to be – a huge controversy going into the, the 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 weekend they for the weekend I think they select the committee selects the, the four teams so if it's not a clear cut team it's gonna be a, a crap show man.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm a roll with the Ohio State. I I actually think Alabama wins this weekend and because of that, Alabama and LSU both get in because LSU is only gonna drop at best three spots um, unless uh, obviously unless it's a blowout. But I was always a close game most most times. Uh, Bama wins. They'll put they'll push them to two. LSU will drop to five, and then once Ohio State beats Penn State, Ohio State get back in it because you know you got like I said. I I really Oregon Oregon is pretty good. Can they lose to Arizona State? I think they can. Um, and if they went out, if Oregon and Utah went went out and they play each other. If Utah wins, is that going to be enough to put to put them over LSU? You know, that just, you know especially with that with the schedule you talk about. Because the Pac twelve, I mean, you know, I don't like Pac twelve. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, the, the, the you know the last time we've seen the Oregon quarterback, he won the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. <laughs> you know, I had to put in. Marcus Mariota, <laughs> Marcus Trashy, just like he's on that bench right now, and guess who's
3: going to join us soon. Mitchell Trubisky, <laughs> Trash Biscuit.
2: Hey, you know <laughs> Hey, okay, okay, all right. We've started going to go. They're just going to keep it the G
3: real quick, man. Before you go back to the scenario, they're going to keep the G. If, if you look at trajectory of both players, it's the exact same. Mariota, okay rookie year. Great second year. Trash from then on. <laughs> Trubisky, okay rookie year. All-star second year, you know, I think he made the Pro Bowl and they won a lot of games, all that kind of stuff. Look at the third year. He's risking getting benched for Chase Daniel. So, I don't care what metric we use, you can get on Shout Out Pro Football Reference, get on their website, look up Mariota's third year to current, look up Trubisky's career, you know, from rookie to current. So they basically have the same exact numbers. So, they tells you <laughs> where Trash Bisky is going. He's going to the bench pretty soon. He's going to be out to league. <laughs>
2: All right, and that's Rashad's yeah. rent Mitchell Travisky.
1: I'ma say this. Justin Herbert's my favorite quarterback oh, definitely. in college football. Uh, he's my I like player. I like Justin Fields. I like Joe Burrow. I like Sam Ellinger. I like Tua. I mean and I like Trevor Lawrence. But but Justin Herbert's my favorite. I, I really don't like Jay Fromm if I'm being real. And game manager. Exactly. But Oregon's only chance to get in is Clemson has to lose to somebody. Because again, LSU, Alabama could, or if Bama wins, get LSU out. Hopefully Oregon can move up. And you got to hope that Bama beats Georgia, knocks Georgia out the way as well. And then you hope Ohio State, knocks Penn State out the way. If Oregon takes care of business, all it takes is Clemson to lose one. Like, it doesn't matter who they lose to and when they lose. If they lose one, that's it. Um, but they, but again, the question is, what if that scenario happens and then Utah beats Oregon? Like, do <laughs> Man, we think? Of- hey,
2: it's going crazy. <laughs> Look,
3: if the Pac-12, Oregon, Utah, if both of them just have one loss, and they're the Pac-12 champion, they have to put them in over a non-champion like Bama, LSU, or Georgia. Like if they don't, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be chaos.
2: But look, you gotta think about this though. You know, if Bama wins this weekend, by let's say by a field you know they're going down three spots. So LSU is only going to be a five. So you, you think? I mean, I mean, obviously we probably talked about it too long, but. I mean, do we do we see do we see them making that jump? And that's what the committee is yeah. going
1: like, to – and I'm glad I don't have to make the decision because yeah. – <laughs> That's why Clemson has to lose because that's the only way that another spot frees up. If Clemson wins out, they're not going to put, no matter what Oregon does, over undefeated Clemson ACC champion. They just right. won't. Uh, I, mean, I
3: think, yeah, as long as you're <laughs> undefeated, you should get in. And I think another caveat should be if you're your conference champion or if it's a year where Notre Dame is undefeated or they just kind of – Ran rough shot over everybody. No,
1: they should get in, no. but you know, but no, but no, Panthers normally,
3: if they ain't undefeated, they can't get in. Right. The conference. Yeah, That's yeah. why I think the conference champion of Oregon or Utah, if they're the conference champion, they should be able to get in over a non champion like Georgia. If no, they ain't LSU.
1: undefeated, they don't need to get in anyways. No, I'm done. I'm <laughs> done. Hey,
2: let's move, let's move on. Hey, so we got, a, we got a quick segment for y'all. We're gonna call this the stretch four. So I'm gonna say four outlandish things
1: outlandish might be an understatement (laughs)
2: y'all. four things then y'all tell me which one is the most outlandish and which one of the four you can see maybe happening or any 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 realm of possibility okay so here we go so here here my four things before y'all say anything all right number one at the end of ben simmons career he will be known as one of the best shooters in the game Number two, the NFL refs will call the perfect game in the Super Bowl. No no missed calls, nothing. All right, number three, the Atlanta Falcons will go from the worst team to the best team and win the Super Bowl in 2021. And the other one, Mitch Trubisky will play like a top-ten quarterback the rest of the season and lead the Bears to a wild card berth.
1: I'm going to tell you what Rashad thinks of the best.
3: <laughs> 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 Alright, look. Alright, I'm going
1: to out. I'm going to out. Because
0: okay.
3: I got a key or two, though. The Falcons not winning nothing, man. We'll be, look, the Falcons only going to make it far every 18 years, 20 years. So, I mean, we'll be, we'll be. Starting to get a little gray hair and all, by the time the Falcons get back into the NFC Championship, <laughs> but of course the most outlandish we said is definitely Travis because he might, he might, he might be bitched by Sunday morning. <laughs> he might get pulled by halftime. So of course that's the most outlandish. I mean, come on, I can't even defend it. Like I mean, I, <laughs> I, I came, I came into the season. I'm like, look, kid, I like bitch a little more than you do. If he can take a little bit of a leak, Bats will be good. What he do? He start with this. Get <laughs> up in the car reverse. Didn't <laughs> learn how to throw in the belt. He's not running. They got to do. This man on TV, he couldn't TVs all, and he don't want to hit no bad press about himself. Like, bro, what?
2: He ain't got no
1: good press. He got to so <laughs> <laughs> turn it on.
3: Come on, man. Like, I, I should have known he was going to be a buzz when he changed his name from Mitch to Mitch. A draft Mitchell?
2: Come on, man. Hey, I ain't never seen a, a harder finesse than Mitch Trubisky in the interview <laughs> at the draft combine <laughs> being be picked over Mahomes and Watson. <laughs> it, ain't the fact, it ain't the fact he got picked over them. It's
3: the fact he could better win a starting job in college and y'all still move up in the draft of Like, he better was a college starter. He's not an NFL starter.
1: All right, kid. All right, kid. Which which one? You, which one you got? I have a couple questions. All right, for the Ben Simmons one, mm-hmm. it says, "Will he be at the end of his career? Will it be that at that time he's one of the best shooters in the league, or he's going to be an all-time one of the?" Best I'm
2: gonna ones. go. I'm gonna go uh, in the league because you okay. still have right. Trey, And you know, yeah. Luca, and all these guys who shoot threes now. So it's not <laughs> the game is. <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> Clay Thompson gonna be around. Okay.
1: Next question: <laughs> When you say the perfect game, that means. No challenge flags that get overturned, or like is that still because I mean, challenges have always been part of the game, so like they miss a call, but they get it right because it was challenged, or um, are you saying like no challenges have to it's, be made? It's
2: been a game every week since the Rams where it's been bad, where it's been a bad call everywhere.
1: More
2: where where this yeah. game they will call something, another game they don't see nothing, they rate Charles to it, so um, okay. so yeah,
1: so um, as far as the biggest stretch. Go ahead
0: and say his
2: name. <laughs> say his name. <laughs> say
1: his name. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go with you, Rashad. Trash Biscay not going to cut it. cause Mr. Mitchell Trubisky not going to be top 10. He's not going to be top 15. And if we're being real. Top 25. Top 20. <laughs> top 20 is pushing it. On a serious note. On a serious note. On a serious He's not top 32 on a serious note. <laughs> how, how many
3: franchises do they have in the
1: NFL? I'm 32. <laughs> so what you're saying? So what you're saying is that Mariota's better than him because Mariota's a backup. No, Mariota's 33. No, they, they, they both belong as
0: backups. Because
1: oh, like,
2: I mean, he's a backup, but he's better than both of them. Hey, you see, you see, you yeah, see nobody Minshew. talking about Bortles
1: no more. Yeah, Bortles. Yeah. No,
2: nobody talking about him no more. He's a backup, and he's fine at being a backup. Yeah, he is. He he'll hold the clipboard. I mean, Jerry yeah. Goff ain't playing any good either. He, but yeah.
3: <laughs> man, I want Garner Minshew over Mariota and.
1: I'm with you on that. I'm with you. I'm with you (laughs) for now until we find out they trash too. I don't know. But on a serious note, if Trubisky actually starts using his legs again, because a lot of what he's doing now is he wants to run, then he's like, oh, wait, no, I need to pass, and he's making reads late. If he would just – last year he was efficient because he used his legs in the spots that he'd normally be inefficient. And he's not doing that anymore, and I don't know why, but it's not helping his case. Um. As far as the one that's probably the most likely to happen, I do think that at the end, by the end of his career, I do think that Ben Simmons developing a jump shot to the point where he's one of the better shooters in the in the league in the game at by the end of that point of his career, I think that that's possible. Um, I don't think referees are gonna because I just don't, This is ridiculous. It's really bad, and, and I mean, I get it. People are humans. So we already the human factor was okay for the for the simple mistakes. Now it seems like the more reviewable <laughs> plays we got, the worse the referees get. And then the Falcons, man, nothing nothing goes good in Atlanta in any sport. Except soccer, I guess. I don't know anything about soccer.
2: <laughs> we won, they want won championship last
1: year. Okay, they don't even
3: count, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. The only good thing about sports in
1: Atlanta is the Masters. So and that's, the, and that's, and in that's Augusta. In Augusta, that's not even Atlanta. Mm. So basically. Yeah, I, I I don't see that happening. Worst the first, they might go worst first in their division because. But saying Super Bowl, we they had a chance and they didn't want it. Um, I think they got talent. Uh, they need a new coach. And man, new... I've been I've
2: been asking for Dan Quinn job since week three. <laughs> He's <They laughs> he still there. They need a new coach. They Bro, need a new GM.
1: The... They need a new owner. They need everything. <laughs> but you know, so so I say Ben Simmons would be the the least stretchiest of the four.
3: Bro, I don't know if the airport just got
2: bad mail service or what, but I know
3: it's a pink slip. Walk around with Dan Quinn name on it,
2: at Hartsfield Jackson. <laughs> it just like, ain't. <laughs> they, <laughs> I know it's a pink slip. That song with Dan Quinn name on it. Gotta keep on. Hey, uh, all right, so let's go to the NFL quick. We're gonna, we're gonna hit these games real quick. These are the four biggest games of the week. Uh, Panthers go at Packers. Just playoff football right there. Rams at Steelers. Can the Steelers keep up with the Baltimore Ravens? Uh, and can the Rams keep up with the 49ers and the Seahawks? <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: Um No, but go
2: ahead. <laughs> uh, we have Sunday Football. Me and Kevin will be in attendance. Vikings at Cowboys. Um, Get on that
1: Facebook Live. Facebook,
2: yeah, yeah, we have Facebook Live talking oh, yeah. you know, talk trash about that. Um, and then Seattle at 49ers Monday Football. This might be the best four games in a row that we're going to have all season. Um, yes, Cap. <laughs> what do you mean? That's, I'm talking about like as far as like like in a week like we have been getting Pittsburgh and Miami on Monday Night Football. We'll get you know last last week we got lucky with Patriots and Ravens. But who was Sunday night? Man,
3: all these games been trans. Like, <laughs> we got you. every every, every, every Thursday game, every prime time game on Sunday, and every Monday game.
1: Hey, they no, all be terrible. The Packers. Who did the Packers play on Thursday night? Eagles. Eagles, that was a good. I game. was excited. I, I was excited.
2: Well, it was good for me because the ball got hurt. My dynasty team. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it wasn't.
2: It wasn't that great of a game.
1: Okay <laughs> not uh, well, with them all. No, this is good. I, I, I'm really interested because now Cam Newton's been on injured reserve. Everyone's kind of assuming he's out of there. They're gonna cut him, save nineteen mil. But like, honestly. Go look at the stats for Kyle Allen. Oh, you're not good. They are very sub. They are very average at best.
2: McCaffrey will need a chiropractor.
1: Yes, and back More surgery. Have mercy, yeah, they for putting them. his they team this man. on his back. And he
2: don't, he don't even have a backup running back coming in.
1: No, nothing. Like I, I don't <laughs> understand, like why, why, why guys like Damian Williams. I mean, not Damian Williams. Uh, D'Angelo Williams and stuff. Like these these veterans. Where is like Eddie Lacy? Just bring anybody uh, who can uh, carry about ball. Eddie Lacy, <laughs> Drew Richardson. <laughs> I'm no, not sure he's seen him. or Johnny somebody. Somebody. Yeah. Anybody. you we'll get Joseph Randall out of jail. <laughs> get somebody. Because he, he needs help. <laughs> hey, a quick, quick one.
3: Would you rather, for next year, or would you rather have
1: your QB? Kyle Allen or Trubisky? <laughs> I knew I knew you would say that. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> um, I'm going Wildcat. <laughs>
2: That's a good answer. Yeah, if I got McCaffrey, I'm going okay. I just he's getting the ball. Yep. If <laughs> but I had to
1: choose.
2: If I had to choose, yeah. But I mean go. uh, I probably i probably go cut Allen just because he can He won't lose the game for you. He might he might lose the game.
1: He, I, I don't I mean against, against I, the Texans he lost the if game. If I did his the Ravens playbook where my quarterback's my running back, I'll just get Trubisky and then I'll <laughs> back him up with you know another running back.
2: I would rather have Robert Griffin. I'm call him up.
1: Matter of fact, where's Teddy Bridgewater? I, I anybody. I can't. Uh, Mariota. There we go. Ah. Um. <laughs> um. Man, hey. Like, more hey, it's good. Hey, go, hey, y'all funny.
2: Hey, we, we got a couple minutes left in the show. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a good game. Me and Kevin going to be probably going to lose our voice because I'm going to cry about everything that Minnesota does wrong, and he's going to cry about everything the Cowboys does and wrong. every
1: time I see Xavier Rose on Amari Cooper, it's kill. I'm yelling kill. Off off rip. Kill. Kill him. Well Cooper. He's done.
2: Cooper has been he he limited their practice. Hey, that don't
1: matter. All right,
2: probably don't. It probably don't. <laughs> but yeah, they are the same team. So we I, gonna, I, we're the
1: I'm exact the same
2: team. <laughs> man. Hey, yo. You, <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's going.
0: <gonna,
2: laughs> hey, but look, he bet. Hey, Kevin, about, Kevin, about not hope Minnesota win this game because because I'm Rashad. I'm trying to tell you, I might get I'm beat, up, Rashad. I might get beat up, Rashad, because I'm going to talk trash. And
1: I'm I'm going to hit him too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I
2: hate it. I probably I probably gonna come home with some black eyes because I'm gonna talk that trash.
1: So they better hope. Well, that's Kirk Cousins prime time. Ain't worry about it.
2: Hey you. Kirk Cousins.
1: Ain't nothing. Kirk Cousins had a good game against Cowboys in years. No no no. I told him over Kirk gonna
0: start to
1: Hey chill. <laughs> it's, it's, gonna, it's, it's
2: gonna be fun. I'm waiting to see that Monday football game as well. That's uh, Seattle forty nine. So um, it's a good slate. It, it's, it's it's a good Sunday night and Monday night. I, I think that's the first. That's that's like the best one we had, I think, so far this season. Combo, combo, combined. combo. Yeah. Combo. Um, it, that's gonna be fun. NFL, you know, we talked about. We'll, we'll probably talk about that on uh, on our Tuesday Tuesday morning show on Twelve Ounce Sports Radio, eight AM. Uh, you'll you'll hear you'll hear our our, our reactions to that. Uh, hopefully, I have a voice though. So. Oh yeah, definitely
3: quit your sports
1: Twelve Ounce Radio, and we gotta
2: pick for the Thursday night game. Uh, tonight, tonight
1: I'm going. Uh, <coughs> Uh, I want I'm going to go Raiders and I'm saying the, this clip is, mm, I'm saying the Chargers season is <laughs> over after tonight ooh yeah
3: like, whoever loses the game they are going to be behind in the, in the division so whoever loses the game is like basically out of playoff contention but they, I have been riding with the Raiders for a minute so I got to go with the Raiders
1: man. but the Raiders schedule is so much more favorable than the Chargers Chargers got yeah. to put Chiefs twice again like Chiefs twice appreciate sure I got Raiders again uh, Like like I think yeah I know we got to wrap it up but I'm going yeah I'm going Raiders I'm with you on that
2: I'm gonna go I'm gonna go charge cuz Raiders can't start the pass. So let's go let's go Philip. Come on. Hey, before uh, I need
3: shots. I
2: need to Yeah, facts. I got everybody. Yeah, we facts. got everybody. <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Uh, appreciate Cash, preach, We will shine. appreciate Kevin for joining us, man.
1: Yeah, man, anytime, anytime. Uh,
2: we are the prophets and uh, we, you know, we got this room right. We'll, okay, we catch y'all next week, man.
0: We're all beginning to get back to business, so it's time to let customers know. OnPost Commerce is here to help you get through, and nothing gets through to your customers like direct mail. We put your message directly into their hands and their homes, targeting key areas in your locality, delivered by a familiar face that you can trust. See how effective direct mail can be for your business at onpust.com forward slash commerce. OnPost Commerce, for your world.